So uh, an email has flooded in, questioning where we've been for the last couple of weeks or so. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. Mm -hmm. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. Mm -hmm. This is fake announcer guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts for the Selling on eBay radio show. You're very welcome and uh, apologies for not having been on for, I guess it must be close to three weeks, but we rather um, <laughs> failed to coordinate our respective holidays, so we ended up with them running back to back, which means we didn't have a chance to do a show. I can yes, report back. Thank having, you, Ashvin, for the message. Very good. We yes, we had, a, we had uh, one email asking if we were still alive. <laughs> Um, yes, I enjoyed a very nice uh, seven days on the uh, eastern side of France. Uh, meanwhile, my baggage enjoyed ten days on the western oh, no. side of France. <laughs> I was living oh, no. living in um, my Florida clothing, so my short sleeve shirt and shorts, uh, in sort of northern Europe um, for a week. Oh man! Kind of crazy. I was in Mexico. Uh-huh. My baggage made it back, but I, I think I left half my brain there. Oh, dear. I'm still exhausted. All right. Anyway, enough about uh, our various uh, travels and stuff. Uh, coming up in this week's edition of the program, Sherry, we have... 1099Ks again. Oh, yes, our favorite topic. And, uh, yeah, UPS is doing some weird things in terms of tracking that might uh, cause you problems, both as a seller and as a buyer. And is eBay cutting Sherry's support level? Oh, that's me. Doesn't sound good. And no. uh, yes, uh, as always, uh, always a bad idea, in my opinion, to escalate a case to eBay. Uh, we'll give an example of that. Time to redo your sales tax exemption. Yes, it's the end of it's the that year. That time of year. Mm-hmm. All right. So in the news this week, uh, yes, lots of uh, postal rate changes. USPS rates uh, via pirate ship. And that's where we got the information are going up November, but USPS rate changes won't impact eBay. However, in January, the priority mail and ground advantage are going over by 5% and priority mail flat rate rates are going up. And that's that's a bad one because a lot of us use the flat rate stuff quite a lot. I, well, I used to when I was in California. Yeah. I use flat rate envelopes, though. A lot. Yes. So, yeah, I think a lot of us use that wherever we are. There's a lot of stuff you can get in a padded envelope. And there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> boxes right. you can buy that kind of force it into a rectangular shape and uh, get your most out of those uh, those, those uh, padded envelopes. I hope they don't put the kibosh on that. I mean, it seems to me they are putting their eggs in the ground advantage basket and basically pricing up. Priority mail is not a segment they really want to compete aggressively in. They seem to be into the... You know the the slow but cheaper category. That's where they're and they're basically maxing out their assets in that in that category. I hope they don't interfere with that too much. The okay. rate changes. We'll keep an eye on that. Let you know how that develops. Uh, also, you may have seen that eBay, and I think this is actually quite a good move. People don't seem to understand it that eBay has tried to limit sellers' ability to send out invoices to buyers, which is one of my annoyances. <laughs> that people will hit that send invoice button several times a day when they oh, think gosh. I should have paid them. And usually they start within five minutes of the item being bought and just carry on doing that. And I think eBay's finally got the message, this is annoying and a bad buying experience. And so they've they've killed that off. The only way you can send an invoice more than once is by changing the price. And by the way, it has to be downwards. Um 
and then you can resend it. But the problem with resending it is it resets the the timer on um, the unpaid item. So, you know, if you've got it set to four days, for example, and automatically closes it, if you hit send invoice, you reset that four-day counter. So uh, generally speaking, I don't think you need to touch that. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with it. eBay sends out plenty of reminders to buyers, uh, not something you as a seller need to worry about, in my opinion. So I think that's actually quite a good thing. So stop sending invoices. And as our uh, moving on, as our government relations <laughs> correspondent, uh, there's been activity since we last spoke. Yes. So there was a major happening with the Ooh. 1099K yeah. that IRS uh, delayed the 1099K rules for ticket sales. Um, so they announced a new $5,000 threshold for 2024. None of this sounds for sure, or in concrete. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a little bit encouraging that they delayed have forcing PayPal, Venmo, eBay, and all of these online um, payment collectors from sending everyone who sold $600 worth Mm-hmm. At 1099. So that's been delayed. So yeah, it sends about, it sends about the right number to while. me. I don't think they, people could complain too much. I mean, that's a reasonable amount of change. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be, we'd be okay with $5,000. Mm-hmm. 600 but, is just ridiculous. Right. But so that's hopefully not, they that's not a permanent change. That's just a. That's right. It, that's just, then they're looking at making it more or lower further down the line. It's all very unsure. I think the IRS is the one who gave the pushback about how confusing and how much paperwork it would be for them. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of rowing back going on here that no one's saying that's the case. They're backpedaling, but I think kind of that's the subtext. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll track that. But as of uh, for the next 12 months, at least, uh, unless you exceed $5,000 worth of sales, which probably most of us do, but the people at the lower end don't have to worry about that, at least for another year. And in the news also this week, uh, PayPal have announced another policy that I think is bad for sellers. And to be honest, I'm already boycotting PayPal anyway. So I wonder whether this is going to deepen my resentment of PayPal. Um, first of all, the reason I don't like PayPal is they were the guys that started off this policy of not refunding uh, their fees when you have to refund a buyer. So if you refund a buyer hundreds or thousands of dollars, they keep 3% almost of, of that transaction for arguably doing very little. Uh, so that's something I disagree with. I mean, if they said, you know, we're going to keep a 30 cent fee or something, I'm okay with that. But the 3%, I don't think that can be justified. And then, of course, everybody else saw there wasn't a massive sell a pushback on this, which they should have been, but we're just not organized as a group. Uh, and everybody else then kind of followed in line. So it started off the sort of industry trend. And now it's getting worse in that they're diluting the seller protection, which is one of the reasons you use these kind of people, to exclude item not received claims. Mm. So if someone says, I never received the item, uh, even if you have tracking number that says it's delivered, PayPal... And you get and you get a chargeback. A PayPal will not pay out on that if it's a chargeback for a not received. Oh, well. That's that's up to you. And by the way, chargebacks you just assume you're going to lose because it's decided by the credit card company. The credit card company who are not going or to the upset bank. their customer. It's the bank, the buyer's bank. So that's going to be tough. And even I mean, you'd have thought that 
with pretty much the main people now doing photographs of the thing on the doorstep, you know, that would be a declining area of, of concern. So it seems kind of going against the trend to, to now make that more difficult to manage. Meanwhile, they're impossible to get on the phone. Are they? PayPal. Yeah. You, there's no customer service. Uh. Trust me. I recently had a situation where I was, I, I tried finding any kind of way to contact them and there's just no way to do it mm. on the phone. That's the situation with PayPal. Just be aware of that. I mean, to be honest, chargebacks aren't that common, but I guess it depends on the type of people you deal with and the category you're in. But it just opens up the possibility of someone saying, well, it wasn't on my porch when I look for it and I'm filing a chargeback and you'd be on your own. And that happens sometimes. Just be aware of that. Okay. Uh, talking of security. eBay announces a more secure way to access your account. It's that two-step verification and I think they've got two or three different apps you can you can use on your phone. They support a couple of different options there. Yeah, but they're not forcing us to do it, are they? No, no, I don't okay. think so. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of a compromised accounts out there. I see people listing stuff over and over and over again. You know, as soon as it appears, it, they take it down, then it pops up again half an hour later on a different account. So obviously, there's lots of accounts out there that are easy for people to crack and, and compromise. But those are the people that aren't going to be doing the two-factor authentication. Yeah. And they're the people with simple passwords that are, you know, high up the list of guessable passwords. I did get notified by eBay that if that I was contacted by somebody who was one of these hackers, probably, and not to answer them or ship to them or do anything. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed I had three messages from that user and then another message from a different user, but it had part of the same name in their username. So they just closed it and opened another account, but they weren't smart enough to change the name completely. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, people seem to be able just to sequentially do this. Yeah. So anyway, if you're into that stuff, that's out there. I think it supports two or three of the main apps for that. And it's not a bad thing to do. I think it's just too cumbersome for most people who are on there every day. But maybe if you live in an environment where you're a higher risk situation, probably makes sense. Or just make your password more complicated uh -huh. with numbers, caps, and characters. So uh, another thing in the news is that eBay's feedback now includes pictures and they're showing the most relevant feedback instead of most recent. So one buyer could see a different feedback than another, right? Mm -hmm. And they claim this is with the idea of trying to boost conversion. Um, I don't know whether it's part of if you have a bunch of negatives, kind of hides them a little <laughs> bit. Um, I mean, the people I've spoken to, I think most people just prefer a cyclical, you know, latest feedback. You see that because if anything goes wrong and there is a negative or a neutral, you can kind of figure out when it's going to disappear off the first page. People like to know when that date is. Yeah. And the idea that eBay is going to be dredging up events from the past that you think you've, you've buried uh, because it happens to be relevant to a buyer who's buying a similar item to the thing you got a negative on. I think people will won't like that. And the pictures, I think the deal is that if you have more of the item remaining then they'll might publish I haven't seen any pictures published myself but they in theory will consider publishing the photo you submit if it's still a live listing or there's multiple quantity and quantity remaining that actually makes sense I can see where a picture could be I, it makes sense but then on the other hand 
we've already got a problem that people use the DSR comments as a review of the product. I mean, it's DSR, Detailed Seller Reviews. Oh. And people are going to be putting their photos of the product saying, I love this, the color's great, which is more a product review. Yeah. And it blurs that line even more. I'd far rather people put their energy into product reviews because that actually does help you in the algorithm. So anyway, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I, well, I haven't seen one in the wild. If you have, did it look good? Did it make sense? I mean, eBay's just trying to close more sales. I don't think they're out to try and make sellers' lives more difficult. But Oh, no. Uh, let's press on. Now, um, you, Sherry, sent me something because you were trying this new, I think the fourth form of promotion, paid promotion on the platform. Well, the, the interesting thing is, is that the advertising dashboard is getting a lot more interesting. Mm. I went into just the promoted listings, and now there are four sections to it. All right. You've got the standard. Well, I'm not going to go through them all. But what I noticed was that it had off-site promotion, which is Google. So it was very specific. It's not just promoted listings advanced, because there's that. But then there's another one that says promoted listings off-site. So it means not, it's, it's, this is pay-per-click as in the fourth. So the sort of advanced again, and off-site, yeah. they're both pay-per-clicks. Right, and they're separating them out from each other. Okay. And Is it a good deal? Should we do it? Well, here's why I was going to, but oh. I didn't. And uh-huh. the reason is I have two $20,000 pieces of commercial equipment so I was motivated to do it and pay-per-click. Yeah. And I went through, started to go through the steps of creating a campaign and saw no way to select which items I wanted to include. It is so bizarre to me. Mm. I could set a daily limit, mm-hmm. but I don't want to pay per click for my 1700 plus items, right. some of which are $25 yes. items. Yes. I only want a pay-per-click for the commercial equipment, which is thousands of dollars. So I couldn't use it. I, I don't understand why they're not letting us. I'm just ranting now. So all it was, was you could set a daily limit. So you've got, yes, you've got, I've got how many, you've got a period that you you can sign up for and you give them a daily amount and they just go off and do something in the background. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I get where if maybe if somebody just had commercial equipment that mm-hmm. was expensive, they mm-hmm. would do it. I don't know. Anyway, it's not for me yet. Okay, so that's the um, off-site promotion option. Um, yeah. Do you think that they're still they're still showing our items organically? Yeah, they have to be, right? I eBay says per the podcast that they still upload all the fixed price items every night into Google. I okay. think the amount of Google exposures really tailed off. Because so whilst of I what? think they send in the file that they are not attaching a big bid to most items. I think they're trying uh, to get us to pay for it. And they got plenty of buyers, so I think they're just trying to use their own organic traffic get sales rather than paying a third party and this is them saying look if you really want to do google you're paying for it because it's darn expensive and we'd rather keep the money in our pocket thank you very much so knock yourself out something else i noticed and this is the ups ground saver moving on to something completely different 
Now, I think this is kind of a rebrand of what UPS used to call SurePost. And mm -hmm. this is the product where you can save, it's like a dollar a package, it's not a lot, by having UPS hand off the package to the postal service for them to drive around for the last mile rather than it go on the brown truck. Is this the one that takes like two weeks to get to arrive? Well, sometimes? judging by a package that's held up somewhere for me, yes, it does seem very slow. <laughs> Their API is quoting only extra day, but, you know, that's very optimistic, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's well, obviously uh, been... This, oh, sorry. Is this like FedEx's ground saver? Uh, FedEx, yes. The smart post it used to be called. Maybe it's smart called post. I think it's now, I think it's ground saver or something now. I think what U UPS has done is basically taken the old SurePost product, done not a lot to it structurally, but it's now called UPS ground saver. Mm. And... The problem is, apart from the fact it takes potentially longer to get to you, the problem here is that what happens is they haven't finished developing the systems, and obviously they've, they've, I think, pushed it out in a hurry to try and compete against the ground advantage of people taking business away and giving it to USPS. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work insofar as it is marked as delivered and signed for at the point at which it's handed off from them to USPS. So this breaks the, the eBay system because it's marking stuff off as having arrived when it when it hasn't. So if if someone if if, if it's a problem for me as a buyer in this case, yeah. I can't file a query against the, the seller because it says it's been delivered and it hasn't, and I don't know where it is. So you're going to get um, claims from buyers who think it's been stolen. Yeah. That's the problem. So, not a good thing. Do we want to get into bakery mixers or have we covered this? Well, we there's only one fine point I want to make on this. Yes. Because two weeks ago, I had two other bakery mixers, a commercial, and I already was using promoted listings advanced, but I was using the one on eBay. And on that one, you can select what item you're using it for. Mm, yes. So I used it mm -hmm. and I set my daily limit and I set it to run for like eight days because after that point it was too late. I needed uh, them to sell if I didn't want to freight and store them. Anyway, the point is that I wondered with my big push trying to get these some uh, found was did it make sense to also use promoted listing standard in addition? And that's a big deal because these were more like $10,000 and a 10% on that would be $1,000. So I was just wondering, is it helpful if you're using promoted listings advanced, the one that shows them on eBay, is it helpful to also use promoted listing standard should we just leave that out there well i think it's a question i don't know if anyone's got a theory on that we would we'd be very interested to know if you have any thoughts get a, get in touch uh the website by the way if you want to do that is uh, sell 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 dot online you can see the stuff we're selling and uh, you can come in and uh, comment on whether we're doing it right or wrong all opinions welcome so again that's sell 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 dot online and uh sherry's looking forward to your advice on how to deal with big sales, how to promote them and get them out the, the door quickly. Now, I'm just going to tell you whether 
you want to know or not, I sold them directly in the time frame there you go. Uh, to a f- previous a buyer from years ago and didn't have to freight and store them. Very so good. So that way they just, Very yeah. Good. Okie dokie. Moving on to something else here. This came up with me as a buyer, but I do think there's something that as a seller you can take away from this. And I, I, I was buying something. It was, I think it was like a little low-power transmitter or something, and the seller messed up the description, didn't really point out a flaw, so I opened a case, and they sort of don't really want to respond very much. And I get a little bit annoyed with them. I'm not, I'm trying to keep it sort of civil, but they don't seem to want to do anything. And they keep expecting me to solve the problem. Oh, can you go off and find an alternative? Can you find the missing part? What's it going to cost to get it done? As far as I'm concerned, you're the one that's trying to salvage the sale. You're the one that owns the problem. I, you know, I've got better things to do than run around fixing your problems. So mm-hmm. I kind of explained that. I, I was reasonably forthright. I don't think I was being rude. But anyway... And this is the the bit you should never do, in my opinion, is escalate a case on yourself unless you really know what you're doing. And the seller did that? He thought that I was being rude in his words. And I've been a lot ruder to people than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and therefore, that was the basis of his escalation to eBay, that the the, the buyer was being rude in his opinion and therefore should be found against. And of course... It was it was not a described claim, and I don't think even a human being even read it because it came back literally two minutes later as <laughs> eBay's found in your favour as the buyer. Yeah, here's the label, and I just think that people don't understand how eBay works. So escalation is something, in my opinion, it's used very very rarely, and only when you are a thousand percent sure that eBay is going to find in your favour. And that's easy to find out. You just ring customer service and say, here's the scenario. Could you put me through to someone who deals with these? Don't do with the first person because they're not qualified to adjudicate disputes. And then say, well, look, if I if I were to escalate that, would would that be found for or against me? And they'll tell you the answer. And it's, just, it's all driven by rules. There's no subjectivity to it, really. And if they if they if they say yes, you're going to win, they'll typically say, "Do you want me to do es- to, to do the escalation now?" And we'll just do close it. And you go, "Yeah, why not?" <laughs> uh, and when we're talking about eBay customer service, did you have a yes. run in recently, or at least a, a skirmish? Oh no, it was just an email, and I assumed they sent it to be in bulk, and I just happened to get it because it's, they said, we're writing to let you know that oh. after a recent review, we've noticed that you're currently not taking advantage of our Anchor or Enterprise Store subscription benefits, which include dedicated phone support, a, a dedicated customer support line. Well, I'm already using eBay Concierge yes, because I was at the eBay Open, maybe it was 2018, yes. where they gave everybody their concierge support. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm assuming, and I, I better be right, that this was just a bulk email sent out to maybe premier store owners mm-hmm. or subscribers. But it is interesting if you're looking for dedicated customer support and you have thousands of listings, now you know you can get that from having an anchor or an enterprise store subscription. But I think the interesting point, perhaps not relevant to your message, is that we are picking up the vibe that eBay is trying to prune out membership of the concierge class, shall we say. Oh, that'll be awful. 
I use uh, it often. I'm hearing people that have been told they're no longer getting it, and they have various reasons to why they disagree with that decision by eBay. Oh, you've heard of And people? I think it's kind of crudely based on your on your value, your your sales revenue, your buying revenue. Um, so yes, there is there is definitely a program quietly going on in the background to try and wean people off concierge where they're not frankly worth it. And you know you can look at the the latest quarterly results weren't that great. It was the first time I think they didn't when they marked their own homework say that the results were better than expected. So there's a clue for you as to you know the fact they're struggling a little bit. So I think uh, the spotlight is on some cost centers and uh, customer service being one of them. And I think concierge employs you know the best people they're in the u.s you don't get sent overseas mm -hmm. uh, so they're trying to you thin... get them in a couple minutes exactly. a minute or two uh, so they're trying to thin that thin that membership out a little bit so yeah I, that's what i thought might be going on when you said you got one of those messages but you thought they were they were trying to upsell you to the next tier which might be another alternative approach rather than take something away is, is to get more money off you i thought they were sending it out to me not knowing that i have concierge service. But now I see this other line they had in the email that says you may have called the support line recently, but it's only available to our anchor and enterprise store. And that's another thing I think they're trying to they're trying to crack down on is that the the people that are active on the platform mm -hmm. know the direct dial number that the the people that pay three hundred a month or three thousand a month for their store get given. It's no big secret. And they call that when they don't get an answer on the other one. Mm. and the reps don't throw them off. They just deal with the problem. And I think they're trying to sort of police that a little bit as well. Well, I'm still on the system where I go to help, and then I have to click and click, and they call me. The call me, I think, is great. Yeah, I like that too. So hopefully um, they just sent it to me by mistake. Yeah. That's what I'm going to hang So if you've had to. an interesting run-in with our friends in eBay customer support, have they tried to raise your level of service? Have they tried to push you down a notch? Let us know. We'd be interested to hear. Uh, you can leave us uh, a voicemail if you like. So it's one eight three three ebay 723 and uh, uh, we'll get that straight away. So that's good if you have any thoughts on that one. And, well, let's just look at uh, what's going on in the diary coming up. Oh, and there's one thing I, that came out of a discussion that um, I had uh, while we're at Boss uh, Reseller Remix with Vicky. And she mentioned this, and I thought it was kind of in confidence, but I've heard two other podcasts uh, oh. reporting this after speaking to us, and maybe that was just me being overcautious. And uh, if you're sort of long-term planning your uh, diary for next year, 2024, uh, the Boss Reseller Remix is not happening, apparently, per current plans in 2024, because they are going to change their cycle to make it a spring event rather than an October event. And I think that's a very wise thing from their point of view. I think that running earlier in the year, you've got more access to people's budget for that year. If you do it at the end of the year, everyone's spent their money, their travel money for the year. Uh, it also doesn't conflict with where we've got the listing party thing. That was in June, wasn't it? We've got potentially eBay either does July or September. Mm -hmm. They were going in October. So I think that's sort of sort of third quarter-ish is kind of crowded, potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's better for they go spring because they'll have that wide open for themselves. So that's okay, the well, uh, the Boss Reseller Remix. And um, you're the one, custodian you of the, uh, the, the coupons. Right, that I spend on day one. And if you don't or you haven't, you've got one month to use your Q4 coupon for shipping supplies. Very good. Um, 
wish they had more more choice of stuff. It gets narrower every time I look at the site. There's fewer things that I can make use of, but there you are. I've got a buyers from you, Billy. Okay, very good. And also, just worth mentioning, if you have um, a sales um, exemption certificate, and most of us probably do, uh, you can send that into eBay, and they will not charge you sales tax on the purchases that you make for your business. Um, it's a very. It, I just googled, you know, eBay sales tax exemption and got the link, and they just upload the thing. And at this time of year, they come back within a couple of hours saying it's taken care of. If you wait till the second of January, my guess it takes a bit longer. Anyway, that's about it from us for this week. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>